Welcome to Headliner the Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Heckberg and Philip Goudreau. Headliner the Podcast, Phil Goudreau, Stephen Heckberg coming back and this week talking about trust. A great topic for us. We're such a trusted source of information on all things communications, public relations here in Canada. Uh, well, we are uh, best-selling authors. Oh, uh, best-selling. Phil. Would you way, care to define best-selling for me? By the way, here's the th- so this is funny. I, I will start with a little anecdote about this. Uh, in terms of trust, in order to have a Canadian bestseller, by the way, the bar is not super high. Drum roll, uh, please. So you have to sell 100 copies of your book. Wow. And, uh, and we have. We've sold 100 copies of the book, so we are... Uh, Phil, could you could put best-selling author. I could put best-selling author. I mean, I won't uh, in my bio. I'll just leave it as author at the moment. If but we could sold less than a hundred, are you a worst-selling author? No, you're just an author. Mm. So it's just a different it's okay. a different connotation. If you don't sell any books, then you're definitely a worst-selling. Well, I think author. your mom doesn't love you. I think no that's kidding. a different problem. I think that's a. I think you. I think you better have some family <laughs> conversations there. You must uh, be trying to sell a book that says, you know, I know the secret to becoming a millionaire in the book. Retails for a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Like I will say this: I I bought my mom's copy though. So is that? Aww. So I actually no, I did. I bought my mom's copy. That's something to keep in mind. So today, Phil, we're going to use the Edelman Trust Barometer as our sort of conversation around trust. We talk a lot about trust actually on Headliner, as you've been here the whole time. And Edelman uh, and other organizations, including uh, Pricewaterhouse Coopers, have started to sort of move into the trust space. They clearly want to talk about trust. We keep this up, we'll need a trust barometer for trust barometers. Which I, which trust barometer is most trustworthy? Exactly. And 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 part of my challenge, oddly enough, this is going to sound... Other than my quippy uh, interruptions. Uh, no, it's fine. Part of my problem is that they're using public opinion polling to measure trust. Mm. And I don't trust public opinion polling. Why is that, Stephen? I don't want to get into a polling thing. So, and, and in large part, and I know we've probably talked about market research in the past. So the real challenge is measuring trust is almost impossible in today's world, in large part because I do think that many of our institutions are not as trusted, at least mentally, as you actually demonstrate you trust. And we talk about this fairly frequently, that you you and I will talk to audiences and then we'll say, uh, so do you trust the government? No, I don't trust the government. Do you trust big business? No, I don't trust big business. Do you trust the police? No, I don't trust the police. And so you'll go through a list of institutions that you say you don't trust, and then I will say to someone, so do you stop at red lights? And they will say, oh, of course I stop at red lights. I'll say, so do you, do you roll through stop signs or do you stop at them? Uh, well, of course I, I stop at them. You know, if a police car comes by with its lights flashing, do you pull over? Well, of course I pull over. So 100% people trust institutions. We keep talking about all the loss of faith people have in institutions. It's probably time for us to begin and shift that conversation into what should you be trusting your institutions about? And I think that's what I want to talk about when we talk about the Edelman Trust Barometer or any of them. Because it's about a conversation, and I'd like to see us have more of these conversations in the media and in other places, about why are some of our challenges today difficult for organizations or institutions to solve? Yep. Because I'd like us to have a fair perception about what government is really capable of. What are the police really capable of? What is the justice system capable of? And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'll enter into a conversation. So this could get dicey for me, but, I, but I'm prepared to do it anyway. I, I always recognize that there are certain charges that in the justice system that people really react quite viscerally to. 
And then I always point out to people that the principle in law of innocent until proven guilty and beyond a reasonable doubt are so sacrosanct and so important. You know, yep. the, the old expression that it's better than uh, 99 guilty men go free than one innocent person go to jail. That's so sacrosanct that you can't have that principle run headlong into some of the other social justice causes we'd like to see. Of course, it's hard to find the balance between those things. Yeah. So if you're looking to the justice system to resolve some of our societal problems, that's the wrong place to look. And I'd like us to have those conversations, and I'd like Edelman and other institutions to begin to ask that question as opposed to simply saying, look, Canadians have lost their faith in politicians. Yeah, yeah. Um, to look at business for a moment, um, which is, I think, a category that, we, that isn't talked about as much, right? Um, when you go to the grocery store and you buy an apple, you trust the food inspectors have done their job. You trust that nobody in Loblaws has spit on the apple or rolled it down the aisle, used it for bowling, that kind of thing, right? When you go to the bank, you trust that their money, your money is going to be there. They haven't loaned out too much money and all these other sorts of things. So, so even if you say you don't trust big business, trust is baked into the system. You don't really have a choice. The attack on trust that I actually think is happening when we talk about either the trust barometer, and then the headline is always, oh, look at the drop in the number of mm -hmm. people who trust these institutions. I mean, if we're going to be blunt about it, I'm amazed anyone trusts anyone in mm -hmm. today's world. Mm -hmm. And yet our entire system is based on trust. In fact, Reader's Digest used to do the thing where they would drop a wallet and see how many wallets got returned, and then it got boring because it was well over 90% in Canada, right. usually with more money in the wallet or had happened quite quickly. People would drop the wallet off at the person's house. I mean, Canadians, by and large, are trustworthy. We talk about this in the book. Um, you know, news is, is always bad or extraordinarily good. There's mm -hmm. no such thing as good news, mm -hmm. right? Good news is what's supposed to happen. So it's no big deal if planes land at the Ottawa airport. Like that's like you'd never write a story that said all planes landed yesterday. At the yeah, Ottawa airport. unless it was Air Force One or something. Sure. Then then a big deal that a plane lands there or Kanye, um, because apparently he and Kim are, are broken up. And I think they're still broken up. I, but when we when this comes out, we'll we'll have to see. Apparently, I'm getting the nod that it's it from our, like it's our culture be, and beat you know, our, a reporter. Our, there. Our culture beat reporter is nodding at me that it looks like this is going to take this breakup is not going to be resolved. So the challenge is, is that. We can't keep emphasizing all the ways in which society is falling apart. We really are going to have to start to do what I would call more solutions-based journalism. So if we're running into problems with trust of institutions, so how do we talk to people about the institutions and their limitations? And I think that's where I would like to see some of the things. Like, and, and, and I will use the example from the last federal election. People talked about affordable housing. So how would you make housing more affordable was the question everyone wanted to ask. Well, do you therefore force people to sell their house at less than they could get in market value? Do you build more housing? or And keep the investors away from it. And keep the investors away from it. Or do you, if, if you're the government of Canada, do what I suggested to a couple of people, take all of your excess real estate and convert it into housing stock. Mm -hmm. The government of Canada has several companies, crown corporations, that hold a lot of property and land. And, and somebody said to me who works for the federal government, they said, well, I mean, how many units could that be? Turns out it's almost over 100,000 units that you could create through the government of Canada, which, by the way, would render the vast majority of affordable housing questions moot. So my point remains on this. If we're going to have conversations, we need to have conversations about 
these kinds of trust things that go to the root of where that distrust is being created. And we have to have smarter conversations about it. Mm -hmm. Polling a whole bunch of people and saying, do you trust the government? Do you trust institutions? I mean, I can't believe it got to 42%, I think, was the trust of government. I can't believe it got that high. Yeah. Um, I always look at that report for the trends more than the the specific numbers. And uh, one of the most interesting trends, I think, in this year, Chinese trust in their government down substantially. That, to me, is interesting. If I'm going to be honest about it, you know, public opinion polling in China, I can just imagine answering the phone in China and being like, boy, I wonder if the government's monitoring my call. I'm just not sure that I would accept. How, how many government agents are monitoring the call? <laughs> exactly. yeah. I'm not sure I accept that somehow that's going to be clean uh, yeah. In, yeah. in that So, case. So anyway, I think it was something like 72% or, you know, in the 70s anyway. So um, the, the fact that there were 20% of uh, people, hey, maybe the number will be up next year once they track those 20% down, you know? So. <laughs> track those 20% down. Yay, gallows humor to end uh, this right. week's episode. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Headliner, the podcast. If you want to know more about how you can improve your organization's communication strategies, visit headlinerthebook.com. We'll see you next week.